0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
2: PE in schools. Should it be mandatory throughout the entire school cycle? Should all children have to do one sport in school? Because we're in a growing health-conscious society. Is it time for it to be taken more seriously, rolled out in a way that suits everybody, and also include other sports, not just necessarily the traditional team sports that many of us are used to from our time in school. Take a listen to Catherine Woods. She's a professor of physical activity and health at the University of Limerick. She was actually talking about this with Shane on News Talk Breakfast this morning.
1: Well, we conduct a national study um, on a regular basis. It's called the Children's Sport Participation and Physical Activity Study, or CISPA. And what we found in that that roughly about 23% of our second or post-primary children are meeting the physical education minutes in schools.
3: Sorry, give me that again, 23%?
1: Yeah, about 23%. So three quarters aren't. Yes, so that means that the offering, so the offering for physical education is around 120 minutes of PE per week and 23% are receiving those minutes of per
2: week. Yeah, so should all kids have to participate in at least one form of sport throughout their school cycle? 53106 if you want to join us. John is on the line today in Wexford. Well John, you were listening to Catherine there. What do you think? Should all kids have to play at least one sport in school?
3: Uh, First, Andrew, I think it's wonderful that uh, Professor Woods has done a study on this uh, because that's the kind of information we all need to know what's going on and I share Shane's concerned that only 23% are hitting the target, and the target is only two hours a week.
2: I know what I think you think about ama- it.
3: I, know. I think it's quite amazing that it's that low. Now, of course, some kids have um, other activities outside school that mm. might be involved in, in clubs and all the rest, so yeah. that all that all counts as well. But we've got to think about kids who, who aren't involved in clubs and activities, and that that's where my most concern would be. And I do think that there should be some form of PE every day, not just two days a week. Um, I was talking to somebody here in in our office in in Eskorthy this morning whose kids are, well, they've just left school now, but they used to have a thing called uh, WOW and Cow. WOW was walk on Wednesday, where the parents were encouraged to uh, park up a mile or so away from the school and walk with their kids to school. And Cow was cycle on Wednesday, so the following Wednesday, they'd be encouraged to cycle. Now, I know that's not always possible. It depends on where yeah. you live. But little initiatives like initiative, that. Initiatives initiative, though, get people, yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm, just Sounds to get, good. Just to,
3: get people, just to get people moving. And, you know, how, how, how often do we need to be told the human body, it's not ideal to be sitting down all day. And, uh, you know, if we get this into primary schools um, at the very beginning and it just becomes part of your normal day, Uh, People worry as well about kids running around the place, insurance concerns, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, keep it simple. If it's just simple PE and moving, um, I mean, those of us who work in offices, we're encouraged to get up from the desk and stand for a few minutes and then maybe sit down again. So, you know, there's a lot of simple stuff you could do in the classroom without having the formality of going off to the PE room or... um, A problem in in Mm. Ireland, of course, in the the winter is, you know, you don't want to be forcing everybody right outside now for PE when it's lashing rain. You know, there's all kinds of things there. You have got to bring a a second set of clothes. So, you know, if we could avoid that, and you know, does it have to be an hour solid on a day? No, it doesn't. No, it it could be three bits of ten minutes, or uh, if you want to fit in a half an hour, or. You know four bits of 15 minutes so there's so a way
2: around it basically but more, yeah, yeah. more I, I could think, be done yeah
3: yeah and I, I wouldn't like to foist all the responsibility on teachers either i think uh parents um i have five kids myself they're not kids anymore but uh we were lucky that they were all involved in sport but uh, i i really think it's very important for all children to be getting into some kind of activity doesn't have to be competitive sport mm. It's just about movement and keeping your body right.
2: Okay. Stay with us, John. Gillian is on the line as well. Gillian, you're actually a fitness expert. Um, Do you think there should be some mandatory time or compulsory time set aside for children to participate in sport in school throughout the second level cycle?
1: I definitely do. And I think, to be honest, that kind of, I suppose, the terminology mandatory and compulsory sort of suggest something kind of awful almost that we have to be put through. But I think if it's just built in as part of children's day, as natural as, you know, learning, I suppose, not so natural during mathematics in some respect, but the learning that that's built in into the curriculum the same way, I think that's really vital. And I really agree with everything John has had to say about, you know, building in those things like that round cow, those really interesting ideas, just something a little bit different. So it's not this sort of sense of, you know, um team sports that people have to be drilled into.
2: John mentioned there, and it was the point that Catherine had highlighted, Catherine Woods there in breakfast this morning. Like, it's about 120 minutes of PE per week. And as John says, sure, it's only two hours. Like, are you better to maybe break that up into smaller, shorter segments, 30 minute I, slots?
1: I definitely think so. Because, and as, as well, that would fall into line with the World Health uh, rec, um, Organization's recommendation for a minimum of 30 minutes of exercise per day. So, if you kind of isolate it isolated to twice a week, well, that's only twice a week children are active. Whereas you build it in every day, suddenly it becomes part of your normal life, like brushing your teeth or all those other regular activities. And if you make it a regular part of life, well, then it's something kids will carry through into their future, which is vital and so important.
2: Uh, John is with us as well. We've another John, actually, a second John in in Donegal. John, just on this, like, well, I know um, Gillian made the point about the language maybe mandatory and compulsory, but should children... I don't know, be encouraged, we'll say, to participate in at least one sport in school throughout second level. What's your view?
4: It doesn't have to be a sport, actually. It could be just a take a half an hour's walk out during the day, like uh, get them up in the morning before they start or during the midday and get them out for a walk. Basically, I found, I was disgusted to find out that after third year, it became, PE became a subject that they had to select for their leaving cert if they wanted to do it. And an awful lot of people just went, ah, not interested, you know? And I've got a 15-year-old there now, and he's looking to try and go to the gym. And I'm saying to him, well, you're going to the gym, but you've no training in the gym. Nobody's going to teach him how to do stuff in the gym. I have to go to the gym and teach him how to lift weights and how to – he wants to – and I see this in the gym myself when I'm in the gym, is that you've got these young people coming in, gyms all around the country are taking money off them and letting them just go at it, you know? Now, they say, oh, you have to be over 16. That's fine. But it should be a combination. Maybe there should be some contribution made towards gyms to get children, probably if the school can't do it, get them into a gym somewhere and let them work in the gym. But even the walk during the day mm. uh, would be compulsory. for okay. them, so get, get them
2: Gillian, what's your view on that? Because you're in the fitness business.
1: I, I think that's really tricky, the idea of somehow getting kids to gyms, um, even for the parents and uh, all the logistics around that. At the end of the day, every kid is going to school. You know, some kids, of course, are not, but most kids are going to school. So you have a structure in which you can build an exercise. And, you know, with all you know, with all the best will in the world, parents are really busy. I'm a, I'm a parent of two young children. I'm a long way off from even, you know, primary school and secondary school. But I totally understand the pressures that people are under. And, you know, them them having to get the kids to the gym and all of that, it's another pressure on parents. And we have the kids in the schools. We should be doing it in a structured way in the schools and help to set kids up for a later life, you know, into adulthood, that they are active and it's part of their natural, part of their natural mm. way of living. John, if we don't do it early, we're in trouble.
2: Yeah. John, just when you mentioned your son there and, and he likes to go yep. to the gym, would he participate what then, is, though, in PE in school? Does he get involved? Well, in no, that? he
4: didn't. He, didn't he, he, hasn't, he actually hasn't got, he's in transition here. But uh, I wasn't saying that, like, everybody should go to the gym. I'm basically saying that uh, gyms all around the country will take money off young people. And they will not, but they're not being trained correctly how to use the equipment. And it's about, like, even if you had to put money into gyms in the schools, you know, and teach children how to use equipment in gym. But I'm also saying it's not about gyms. It's about just getting out and giving them a walk during the day mm. every day it's the offering isn't and it and funny, minute. there's a text yeah, in here yeah.
2: from, from Kieran in Dublin and he says I found that the choice of sport was limited to GAA or soccer maybe if other sports were properly introduced I actually would have kept up sport uh, even after leaving school Anthony in Galway says most primary schools virtually have no PE offering is that the case he says my kids regu- my kids school regularly cancel PE as a punishment for students misbehaving Um Jackie is with us as well. Jackie, what's, what you're listening to this conversation. What's your view on it?
0: Well, it, it's, it's strange, Andrea. Uh, uh, last week, um, one of our members, who's a parent, uh, was having a conversation with me. And she was saying that her daughter is not really into mogi or um, kind of activity like that. And that would it be possible for schools to introduce dance lessons and where you get into, like, jiving classes, samba uh, classes, which would be, are great for fitness, and would be uh, very useful down the line as well as they get older. Uh, and I thought that was a great point, that why not introduce, like, dance classes?
2: So just have a wider variety of sport, effectively, Jackie.
0: Exactly, yeah. because, like if you if you take the likes of samba or even jiving it's it you're on your feet you're moving and it's fun and you actually it's fun and you don't realize that you're actually getting fit at the same time
2: do you think widening the the offering jillian would that do you think make it more attractive for students to stick with pe or participate more in it you know during school time
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, it has to be interesting. Like, kids have short attention spans. And, of course, as well, if they're involved, say, in a team sport thing, but they feel like they're the weak link, they don't want to keep going. They lose interest. They feel embarrassed, you know. So if you can do something that's general, that in theory takes no particular skill, and even if you're not the best dancer in the world, who cares? You're moving. You know, if you're doing shadow boxing or something else, you're not, you know, trying to race from here to there and being the last one, you know, cr- across the finish line and feeling really self conscious. So we can kind of strip away self consciousness. You know, that would go a long way to helping kids, um, you know, stay active.
2: So sure, dancing is just, I mean, the, the cardiovascular that you get out of dancing would be incredible. Definitely, yeah, yeah. The um, the most, yeah, no, sorry. I wanted to ask you just, Julian, just to give us a sense of. I know, um, Catherine Woods there made the point earlier today about the hours of the time, but mm-hmm. like, is there a certain amount of time that you would? advice for just a healthy lifestyle? We'll say for your, your average 13-year-old. Like, yeah. you know, is there a certain amount of time per week where, you know, there, there know, should... What's the idea?
1: What's the... What's the, what's the know, is there a number? Like The key like, thing is isn't it, isn't it moving as much as possible, but in, an, in almost a non-thinking way. You know, we used to move a, an awful lot more and we didn't even think so much about structured sports because we just were naturally slim. We naturally moved a lot. We don't do that as much anymore. And I think even for parents, like the most important thing is make sure your parents or your kids aren't looking at screens too much just get them out get them moving that, all that stuff adds up in a way you wouldn't believe you know even more than just that organised sport so get them moving don't let them sit around too much that's really important
2: uh, Mick is on the line as well Gillian um, Mick what's your view I mean do you think there should be some encouragement to participate or, um, in at least one sport all throughout the school cycle
5: well, I, I I suppose just listening to your other contributors there, um, I, I think there's a lot of emphasis on one particular sport. We we need to start looking at um, you know the situation the children are living in in their own, in their own houses. I mean, I teach in a large urban school in Dublin, where you know you talk to parents and they're bringing to this sport and that sport and and everything seems to be organised. The idea of just letting them out and run round the place is nearly is nearly gone now. That that free play idea of children. You know, doing what they want to do themselves.
2: Why, and Mick? Just, is that just doesn't happen? Well, just a lifestyle change.
5: Well, it's it is a lifestyle change, I suppose. I came from a, a rural community where the door was opened on a Saturday morning and out you went. Yeah, the, the back when you were home, entertain yourself. For the day. Inter entertain yourself, and we did. And I suppose I'm I'm of an age where that was the norm. Nowadays, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more out there that parents are aware of and worried about with letting their children out. But to go back just to the school point, I mean, I, I teach in a school and I know it is a very easy thing for people to say to, you know, add more P into a curriculum. We have a very overloaded curriculum in primary mm-hmm. school at the moment. We teach 11, 12 subjects. And um, there, there isn't the space or the time to add in that extra hour. Now, we do, cow when we do wow well in our school, and we have a walking mm-hmm. challenge and we have a great staff who give a lot of time to basketball, handball, athletics, soccer, Gaelic, but the, I think we need to look at perhaps Children who don't um, excel at a, as a particular sport. I heard one of your contributors talking about um, dance and yeah. free movement and that yeah. kind of thing. That's I think the children who the children who are good at sport will always find a team, whether it's outside school or in school. But it's the, it's the it's the children who maybe feel that they're not good enough, that children maybe with hand-eye coordination issues, our children just, you know, feel they're not good enough to make a team. I think we need to look at those because they are the children that fall between the cracks in school.
2: Yeah, there's an interesting Um, text in here actually, Mick, on that from a listener who says, I can't understand why they don't introduce yoga and other similar subjects, even for 15 minutes uh, twice a week. It's accessible to everybody and even those that are fond of team sports, they too will benefit.
5: Yeah, that that is that is an excellent point. But unfortunately, we are we are constrained by the structure of the PE curriculum, and we have athletics, we have dance, we have um, orienteering, we have aquatics. For instance, we have an aquatic section in um, in our PE curriculum. But unless you have access to a local swimming pool, I know that is a pointless exercise. I mean, we maybe we need to look fundamentally at restructuring the PE curriculum and seeing can we. And put in a place now I know some schools do yoga in our area, and one of our teachers is looking to do it next year um but that would be after school or maybe before school um but it's just the curriculum is so tight. Yeah, it's and finding such, the space. Yeah, it's finding the space, and also you have to you have to realise that when, when when an inspector comes in into the whole school evaluation or looks at a subject evaluation, like we had a PE evaluation a number of years ago, and you have to make sure that every aspect of that curriculum is covered. Okay. So there is huge there is huge pressure already on teachers, um, not to basically think outside the box.
2: Well, that's an interesting, like, that's an interesting point in in all of this as well. And funny, Mick, there's other texts coming in from people making that very suggestion as well. There's another one in from Mark and Mayo. He says, my seven-year-old hates GAA and it's all they do in her school for PE. She would go to gymnastics or dance all day long. If I even suggest that we go out and kick a ball or walk about, she won't go. So I know the PE will not be her choice in school. Anthony is in the line as well. Anthony, well, what's your thoughts on all of this?
6: Um. Basically, I think I'm kind of coming at it from nas- uh, national school level. And uh, in defense of national school teachers, before I kind of be critical of them, is that I think in their training, they don't get uh, adequate uh, training in, in running PE classes. And uh, basically, my experience with my kids in national school is that there's virtually no, no PE. um and frequently, uh, where P, P is cancelled because of the ki- kids misbehaving, so I can't see a situation where Irish class or maths would be cancelled because kids are misbehaving. But P is kind of something that I think national school teachers aren't. A lot of them aren't comfortable uh, doing it because they haven't been trained properly in it. Okay. And I think um, I think I just know in some other European countries that. You know, there's a lot of people there uh, suggesting a wide variety of activities.
2: Yeah.
6: I know in uh, which would be difficult uh, for uh, any national school teacher to do. But in a lot of countries and some European countries, they outsource the PE element of the curriculum. So that kids, so they outsource it to a separate company. And that company will send in different people who will do different activities, you know, week to week. So yeah. it gives it the variety We'd- and it's... It, it takes the responsibility off the national school teacher to,
2: to do that. To Would you agree that. with that, Mick, just before I let you go and, there?
6: Well, first
5: of, all, there's, first of all, there's the legal aspect to that where, you know, you have to, there's the GDPR and you have your vetting and all that kind of stuff, which is another disaster about vetting. You have to be vetted for every single different thing that you do. Well, um, no, I mean, I know that we did have in our school a number of years ago, we, we had a system where... Um, will say one of the subject that I wouldn't feel the most confident with would be music, for instance. So I took PE from my colleague, and he did music with my class. And I know that a number of schools have that system going. Um, now, I, I would disagree with the fact that there's no PE training at school. Now, I'm, I'm gone out of college for a long time, but I know talking to my younger colleagues, there is a big emphasis on PE in in college and a growing emphasis um, okay. on it. So, I mean... There is the training,
2: but it's but that's an interesting point as well, though. Make just about you know teachers swapping out subjects if they're more comfortable, as you say, with the likes of music or something, and let the other another teacher maybe pick up on the on the PE class. Interesting text as well from this listener. I'm a secondary school teacher. It's a tough conversation to listen to. All our students do PE in TY. The students do dance, yoga. They go to the gym, and I teach TY Pilates. Every school is different. We are a community school, but we take a holistic approach to movement. All school management their own um, all. Schools manage their own movement. Students can also choose to study P as a leaving cert subject. We work so hard at the movement for the kids in our school. So it's this text. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays
6: at midday on News Talk.